it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Slutsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 191. Last week on the podcast, I talked about using your email list effectively, and I posed a question inside the Expand Online community asking what questions people have regarding email list growth and opt-ins and all sorts of fun stuff like that. So today's episode is answering those questions. If you have questions that you would like for me to answer on the podcast or otherwise, be sure to book a call with me. Go to callwithjamie.com and select a time. And of course, join the Expand Online community because I am always up for having conversations inside there and pulling ideas from there and bringing them here on the podcast. So I had a few questions about specific software tools. The four tools that I have been asked about most recently are ActiveCampaign, ConvertKit, Flowdesk, and MailerLite. At this time, I recommend most of my clients go onto ConvertKit because it is a robust system and it is designed for creatives. So it's kind of a win-win situation. There are a lot of great features inside there as there are inside all the other systems. And the other reason why I recommend ConvertKit most often is because of the integrations that it has with other tools. It is really important, as I say all the time on the podcast, that we don't build ourselves silos and need to transfer manually content from one place to the next. So integrations are vital. My second recommendation would be ActiveCampaign. This is what I personally use here at Expand Online Tech of Business. And the reason why I use it is because it has more robustness with respect to automations and customer relationship management software and tools and things like that. It is a great solution, but it is harder to use. Now, as far as MailerLite and Flowdesk, these have fewer integrations from what I can tell. I've been in them both just at a surface level. So I would be doing them both a disservice by saying don't use them, but I can't bring any real concrete information here as to why to use them. I know that they are very popular and I know that they are very effective. And I think that that's kind of what I want to say about the software tool. Whatever tool you decide to use, it's going to work if you put the effort in to get it organized and understand how it works or hire somebody to give you a consult or to set it up for you. Email marketing systems, these EMSs, are extremely powerful. And when we use them anywhere beyond the surface level, they are going to have a really positive impact on your business. So that's what I can say about the software tools. The next question that I got was, how do I start an email list? 
basically you'd go into whichever EMS that you want and you set it up. You start the process of setting up your account there and you go through the setup process, including adding your email address, doing any verifications that you need, setting your physical mailing address and a few little things like that. Making sure that we do that right away is my first recommendation. But I know that the real question was, how do I get people to start signing up for my email list? And generally speaking, this is through some kind of freebie. And your freebie can be just about anything. It can be a downloadable. It can be an add-on to something that you've got out there for free. So an additional piece. It can be a quiz. It can be a challenge or a summit or you name it. You can put just about anything at the front end of your email list building mechanism. Generally speaking, I like it when we offer something that is in line with what you are ultimately going to want to sell or invite people to through this email list. So if you are creating an online course, then as quickly as possible, we want to get people learning from you. We want them to get a free lesson or to watch a video of you teaching or to get some of your teaching references or teaching materials, something along those lines. Now, if your goal is for them to do some kind of live program with you, then we want to make sure that not only do they learn from you, but that they understand where you are in the world and what times of day you teach and things like that. We want to get that right off the top so that somebody can make an educated decision as to if they want to invest their energy in learning from you at this free level on your email list, or if they're never going to be able to purchase because they live halfway around the world or whatever it might be. So when we are building an email list and starting to attract people to our list, it is crucial for us to provide them something of value and something of interest because there's a lot of valuable things but they're not always interesting. And there are a lot of interesting things, but they're not always valuable. And it's going to be a different combination for every single one of us. So figuring out what it is that you're best at providing and how you want to provide it, that's the idea here. And this leads right into our next question, which is how do we nurture subscribers? The general outline I like to implement, at least as we're getting started and getting to understand and create a cadence within your email marketing communication, is to have a similar outline. The idea is to share something personal or share something that's going on with you and your students, share something of value, provide a call to action, and let it be that. So we're going to share something that they can relate to or aspire to. Then we're going to share something that they can take action on. Then we're going to tell them what we want them to do next now that they finished reading this message. It could be go check out a Facebook post, an Instagram post, a YouTube video to sign up for a workshop or a demo class or whatever it might be. It may even be Reply to this email and let me know that you are liking this content or let me know what else you'd like me to share. We want to always remind people that this is a two-way communication vehicle. This is them being able to communicate with us 
but we are creating opportunity for them to do so. So having a call to action in every one of those emails is a really great idea. Help them make the most of this relationship. That's how we nurture our subscribers. We continue to provide them value and help them to see themselves in the successes from our studio. The next question, and this is a doozy, this is one that really excites me, is how do I use my email list for sales? It's hard to ask for the sale. It's hard to put ourselves out there and face silence and rejection. But when we've nurtured and created relationships, we are inviting people to take a chance and to take the opportunity to elevate their skills and to explore working with us. So when it comes to asking for sales, I think that based on the type of programs that most of you are offering, it's actually asking for a consultation. Music education is so personal. We probably aren't going to be sending people to a sales page per se. Yes, we're going to have that in our arsenal. But a lot of times it's actually asking them to get on a call with us or to join our workshop or our webinar or the opportunity for them to experience something specific with us that will then be a precursor for the purchase. Let's say that you are starting an eight-week program of some kind, kicking it off with a webinar or a masterclass or a workshop. That's step one. And then you open the cart to this opportunity. And that way, you've already addressed all of the questions. They've heard from you personally, and then they're more willing to go to the sales page or the checkout page. Another similar way of answering this question is to talk about the content that helps someone to take action. We've talked about this already with respect to the nurturing and providing an insane amount of value before asking for the sale. But the type of content that converts someone from merely opening your emails and reading them to clicking a link or clicking a button or doing something Well, that's something really is do something unexpected. Do something that helps them feel something. It's a matter of surprise and delight. We want to make sure that when we are sending emails that that are not value add information based, but really action oriented, that we really want them to do something. We want to make sure that we're asking them to do something that they feel good about. The thing about converting somebody from being on our list to being a student or a participant is going to vary widely. It's a lot of trial and error, and there is no one quick answer. I can tell you right now, you're going to be far more successful when you send emails consistently. When you find opportunities for people to have a two-way engagement with you. One thing that I like to do, and I would recommend this for a lot of you, once your email list is at least 100, maybe 200 people on it, is to start sending surveys. And I'm not suggesting to send surveys all the time, but one every month, two months, three months, something like that, that helps to address the pain points and 
curiosity points that your email subscribers have. As of the time of this recording, we are in the final stretch of 2021, and it would be a great time to send a survey asking what music goals do you have that you would like to accomplish before the end of the year? It could be a simple one question survey like that. Or you could have a survey on a page on your website or through one of the survey or form tools that are available to ask a number of questions. And this type of survey would have somewhere between four and seven questions in it. Seven is kind of my limit. I like surveys that are five questions long. That's just kind of my number. Essentially with this survey, we're asking them for feedback and insight into their own music practice, into their own learning experiences, into their own journeys, and the type of content you want to be creating. So what I mean here is that when we survey our audience, we get a wealth of information. I can tell you that surveys are one of the best tools to use as long as you're not using them too, too often. I like to incentivize people to complete their surveys. For me, usually this is in the form of a longer call. I like to do free calls. Um, That gets people to act. You can do something similar. It doesn't have to be a $500 call. It doesn't even have to be a call. They could get access to a private tutorial video that you have done that you've got unlisted on YouTube. They could get access to a cheat sheet or a practice guide or something else that you've created as a thank you for participating in the survey. So that's surveys. The biggest thing with our content is that something that you do right now may work right now. It may not work right now, but it could work in three months. So don't give up on an idea just because it didn't work perfectly right now. Recycle it. Do it again another time. An example of this might be including images or graphics or links to private videos inside our emails. If those get a lot of clicks and a lot of opens and a lot of likes and a lot of shares and things like that, great do it. If they don't, try it again. And then if it doesn't work again, put it on the shelf and bring it back out in three or four months and see how it acts after that. I'm going to wrap this episode up by saying your email list will return value to you. You have to be consistent, you have to be giving, and you have to want genuine progress for the people who are on your list, whether they give you money or not, because that's how you are going to continue to grow and be seen as an authority. And with that, let's say goodbye. I will be back with a brand new episode for you next week.